Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles uh, this evening to Micah chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, and Isaiah chapter 10 and the 27th verse. Micah chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. Okay. I will surely assemble all of you, O Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Amen. One more scripture tonight, Isaiah chapter 10 and the 27th verse. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Amen. Because of the fatness of oil, your yoke shall be destroyed. How many of you believe tonight certain yokes are going to be destroyed? Hallelujah. Some of the version says the yokes are going to be broken because of the anointing oil. I remember years back, pastor saying, if you break something, somebody can put it back together. But something is destroyed, nobody can put it back. So today when the anointing oil shows up in your life, yokes are not going to be broken, it's going to be destroyed. The devil cannot put back that yoke in your life again. If you believe it, lift your hands and thank the Lord. Amen. One more scripture tonight, Genesis chapter 20 and the 7th verse. Now therefore, restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet. And he will pray for you and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, Know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. Amen. Tonight, what we are going to hear about the thought is about getting into the flow. Amen. How many of you feel that your life is stagnant? Your life is stuck? Your life is no more bringing excitement? Your walk with God is sort of, hallelujah, it's in a reverse momentum. Hallelujah, that your walk with God is somewhat just uh, going around circles. Um, you're not enjoying it, you're not satisfied with it. Tonight, the Holy Spirit will give us the grace and the anointing to step into the flow of the Holy Spirit. How many of you want to say, Lord, I love to get back into the flow. Open your mouth and say, I would love to get back into the flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Tonight, we have to ask the Lord as a church that every day stagnation be removed from our lives in the name of Jesus. And what will help you is the anointing of God. The anointing of God will give us access into all things. The anointing of God is what, hallelujah, destroy the yoke of the enemy. Amen. It is the anointing that gives us an opportunity mm, to step into the flow of the Holy Spirit. Tonight, if you Love the Spirit of God. If you have an intimacy with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will help us to once again get into the flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a scripture in Galatians 5. Uh, I think it's an NIV version. It says, let us keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who are you following? Amen. Let us trust the Spirit of God to take us through. Amen. We are in the month of August. We are going to move into the September, month of September. And how, how will you keep the flow? Know the person of the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. It's a relationship with the Holy Spirit that helps us to walk in the victory and the prosperity and all that God has kept for us. Hallelujah. Amen. In the Old Testament, the Bible says, uh, David says, do not take the Holy Spirit. Whatever you take, you know, you can take the kingdom, money, everything, but don't take the Holy Spirit because David knew that everything that he needs in life is in one secret, my relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you can put that scripture, hallelujah, in the New Testament, you can say, take not the Holy Spirit for granted. Amen. You can put that scripture in the context of the New Testament. You can say, don't take the Holy Spirit for granted. He's God. He's Lord. He's the third person of the Trinity. He's equal with the Father and the Son. So if you want to get into the flow, treat Him like God. Amen. Bible says, where the Lord is there, there is liberty. There is a flow. Come on. How many of you believe tonight there is the flow of the Holy Spirit in this house? Where the Spirit of God is there, there is liberty. Honor the Spirit. Worship the Spirit. Tell the Holy Spirit, I need you, Lord. I'm desperate for you. And you will see, even before you think, even before you know that you are already in a flow. Hallelujah. You know, I had a late night flight. I came after... You know, God helped us to have sort of baptismal service in Kerala. After all that, I came last night and I was feeling quite tired in my body. But when I stepped, when I, when I got up in the morning, I was going through the scriptures and immediately, I don't know, in a split second, I knew I was in the flow of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you tonight want to be in the flow of the Holy Spirit? In Galatians 5 says, do not walk in the dictates of the flesh. Amen. It's not the flesh that is going to dictate. It's the Holy Spirit. The most important thing in our life here on earth is our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what you have lost. What you have lost, hallelujah, will come back to you. You will regain, hallelujah, whether territory, whether even the moments that you have missed out in life, when you know the Spirit of God, somewhere the Holy Spirit will bring. Even tonight, certain moments in your life that you have missed out, your family missed out, but I declare and prophesy tonight, those moments are going to be restored back to you. Come on, hallelujah. If your wife or your husband is sitting next to you, hold their hands and say, we are going to walk into that flow in the name of Jesus. That everything, hallelujah, even our church tonight, we are in a different flow tonight. Let's step into the flow of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Health or wealth, whatever it is, when you get into the presence of God, it will come back. Look at the scripture in 1 John 2 and the 27th verse. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie and just as it has taught you, you will ab abide in Him. The anointing will teach you all things. When they say that nobody needs to teach you, it's not speaking about the context of being isolated from your man of God. That's not the context there that we learn it another day. But it says you need to be teachable. The Holy Spirit needs to, hallelujah, teach you and you need to be teachable. You should be sensitive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You should be sensitive. Hallelujah. What the Holy Spirit is trying to teach you. 
trying to minister to you trying to speak to you in the season the holy spirit is the one who should work in you and work in us and we should walk in that flow of the holy spirit the anointing will teach you isn't it amazing what you need to know the anointing of god will stir it up in that moment and exactly tell you what to do it is the anointing that destroys the yoke it is the anointing that removes the burden what is that word means the anointing it means the burden removing yoke destroying power of god that is dynamically working in a believer's life hallelujah amen what is the anointing of god it is yoke destroying power amen which is working dynamically inside of a believer how many of you know the anointing of god that is residing in you it's a dynamic it will make you a powerful person amen don't sit there like a useless ordinary powerless person the anointing is our advantage it will make us a powerful christian it will make us a world shaker a history maker hallelujah there is something greater that is living in you that that is which is in the world hallelujah praise the lord the holy spirit is dynamically working what is working in our lives it is jealousy is it envy is it comparison is it love for money it is love for acclaim love for fame love for name or it's the holy spirit of god that is working inside of you what is working tonight ask the lord lord let your spirit dynamically work in me open your mouth and say may the holy spirit of god dynamically work inside of me amen that should be our experience that is uh, when it works inside it will break you out of the limitations amen some of you have been hallelujah mm, cornered some of you have been limited hallelujah but the bible is saying hallelujah the yoke destroying power when it works it will break you out of the limitations and the hallelujah and you will walk like a hallelujah person who is limitless amen look at that word in micah chapter 12 2 and verse 12 let's read that i will surely assemble o jacob all of thee i will surely gather the remnant of israel i will put them together as a sheep of bosra as the flock in the midst of their fold they shall make great noise by reason of the multitude of men i will make you a sheep out of bosra bosra means limitations restrictions barriers he said i will make you a sheep that break out of that limitations i will call you a sheep that will come out of your uh, 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 destructions i will make you a sheep that will come out of your restrictions how many of you want to come out hallelujah you might be sitting in the bosra but the anointing will remove the restrictions from your life How many of you lay let's tell the lord lord i want to experience that presence in my life the presence that will break me out of the restrictions out of my confinement hallelujah praise the lord i've been confined in one place but the, when the spirit of god comes he will break you out of that it's a breaker anointing open your mouth and say the breaker anointing when the good shepherd anoints your head with the fresh oil you will come out of certain limitations it's called the breaker anointing it's called a breakthrough you break out You cannot sit like that old guy uh, in hallelujah the, uh, uh, that you sat before you cannot speak with the old things and the old attitude you will come out of those limitations 
Praise God. You cannot be that old guy, hallelujah, who is murmuring and complaining. I mean, always speaking about impossibilities and hallelujah, what not. You have to come out. Say, I have to come out. Amen. You have to get up in the morning and tell yourself, see, I cannot, years are going by. I have to come out of my limitations. It is in this understanding that you get out. It is in his understanding that this word becomes reality, a real, a real, to be, it becomes a reality in your life. If you don't understand it, it's just a truth that you know in your head. But when you understand it, you said, hey, I have to come out of it. I cannot sit like this anymore. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sheep out of Bozrah. Hallelujah. It's when you come out that you walk in that life of overflow and abundance. Somebody said, the Holy Spirit is a pathfinder. When the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, when you know the person of the Holy Spirit, he will open up a Red Sea. Hallelujah. Where? He will open up a path in the Red Sea. He's a pathfinder. He will find that path for you to go through. Hallelujah. Your Impossible seas. He will split. Hallelujah. Ratsi speaks about barriers, restrictions in the midst of you. But the Holy Spirit is the pathfinder. Open your mouth and say, Holy Spirit is my pathfinder. When there is no way ahead of you, He will open up a way. I pray tonight in the name of the Lord. The ways are going to be open. Hallelujah. Don't try to think out. Hallelujah. Believe tonight that the ways are going to be open. I strongly believe. Hallelujah. Certain people not one way, two way, three ways. Holy Spirit is going to about to open in your life. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Give him praise and an advanced thank. Hallelujah. Thanks to the Lord. Amen. There are people who are stuck. There are people who are stopped. There are people who are so frustrating, sitting at home and nothing happening. There are people who are pained. But the Holy Spirit is saying, I am your pathfinder. Oh, we might be in tough days, hallelujah, tough times. But amidst toughness, hallelujah, the toughest of toughest times, Holy Spirit still can open up a way in our lives. It's called the breaker anointing. The Holy Spirit Working dynamically in me and removing those barriers to go forward. Amen. You need to tap into that anointing. Hallelujah. What is anointing? Number two, anointing is a supernatural equipment of God. Pastor said anointing is an equipment of God. If you want to make a hen coop, you can make it with some small instruments like a shovel or a ham, ham, hammer. But, but if you want, if you see JCB coming, hallelujah, JCB coming and digging out things, you know it's not a small thing happening. There's something big that is going to be constructed. When the anointing comes in such force, hallelujah, it's an equipment, it's something huge. It is, it is working something big in your life. The anointing of God is an instrument that is even more bigger than a JCB. Bigger than any other instrument. It is doing something in your life. Hallelujah. It's not something small. It is something huge. Humongous. 
Hallelujah. How many of you believe that tonight? We, 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 after hearing the word, we have that same attitude of smallness tonight. That is what the anointing was all about, to remove you out of your smallness. Hallelujah. These are the people who will, wanting to leave their bondage when Ruth left. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, Moab. She was not believing for something small. She said, hey, I'm going to Bethlehem. The house of bread. Amen. There is something exciting happened within her. He said, I will go where you go. I will live where you live. I will die. But I want to go to Bethlehem. Because there is something, hallelujah, big ahead of me. She broke herself from the limitations of Moab. Hallelujah. People who leave their bondage know. Hallelujah. There is something big. When Rahab, hallelujah, put that scarlet robe on in her house. She was expecting. Expecting something big for her life and her family. Come, when you come under that scarlet blood of Jesus Christ, how many of you are still thinking the blood should make you think big for your life? Come on, a breaker anointing. Today, may every spirit of unbelief leave you. Oh, put your hand on your head and say, Every spirit of unbelief be broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anointing is a supernatural equipment that God has given inside to build you and to do what God has intended in your life. It's supernatural. Say it. Anointing that abides inside of me is supernatural. Only when you recognize it, it will get manifested. Only when you understand anointing like that, you can release it. Hallelujah. Tonight I release that kind of an anointing. An anointing, hallelujah, that will break you out of your limitations. The anointing, hallelujah, that cannot, uh, uh, that so powerfully work in you that you cannot be stopped anymore by any blocks or hindrances. An anointing that keeps ministering to you. If you don't recognize it, you'll miss out. You'll never see it manifested. You need to be enlightened by the word of God. Then manifestation is sure. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Enlightenment brings manifestations. That's why Psalmist said, enlighten me that I walk through the darkness. Job said, enlighten me that with your lamb that I'll walk through the darkness. Hallelujah. The enlightenment that the shepherd was there made the Sheep walk through the valley into green pastures. Enlightenment. Ask the Lord tonight to enlighten me. Look at Mark chapter 6, verse 1, and chapter 5, and the verse 6 to us. Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. Now he could not, he, uh, now he could. Do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. See, he went, up, he went out. The Bible says, then he went out from there and came into his own country. Which means it's a continuation of chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. What did God, Jesus do in Mark chapter 5? He healed a woman who had a problem with the issue of blood. He cast out the 6,000 demons. He healed and raised up the daughter of Jairus. 
So here is Jesus in chapter 5 casting out the demons of 6,000 and healing the woman who had the issue of blood, a plague. And the plague leaving her life. Here is a woman, a child raised from the dead. And Jesus with all excitement is coming into his own city. And he came into his city and could not do anything mighty there. The Bible says. Isn't it amazing? After doing all these things. When he came to his own town, he said, Is this Joseph's son? Is this Mary's son? Is this son of Caleb? son of the carpenter and the Bible says Jesus was amazed because he was not able to see any manifestation or blessing because when Jesus came to his own town people were familiar with him familiarity will kill the anointing hallelujah nothing happened there because they were too familiar and could not activate anything by faith and see the manifestation did not have the faith to see big things because familiarity oh same church same person no more expectation bible says jesus could not marvel at their unbelief <laughs> it's amazing sometimes when you you know other day when i went to minister somewhere you know i was marveled at the unbelief Marveled. Not a person brought a Bible. I prayed, I prepared, I went. Not a person brought a Bible. Hallelujah. Marveled at their unbelief. At least do you have a Bible at home while you are watching this? Are you expecting something of the word to become alive in your life? Come on. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Amen. He could not do anything mighty there. Hallelujah. Because of the unbelief, their blessings were hindered. Tonight, we want that breakthrough anointing which removes limitations and restrictions away from our lives tonight. How many of you pray, Lord, tonight? Remove the unbelief, Lord. I want that Bozara anointing, anointing that breaks the limitations, the breaker anointing, anointing that will bring me out of my restrictions from my heart, from my life in the name of the Lord, that I can see and gauge clearly what the Lord has come tonight in my home, into my life. I can understand, I can discern it, I can receive it, Lord. I believe the latter part of the year is going to be more anointed than the former. Hallelujah. And it's time that the Petra church will remove that the Lord is doing something in our midst. Not because that we were holy or not, we were good, but because of his mercy, because of his grace, God is sending forth an anointing. Come on, if you are at home, stand up in your home tonight and say, Lord, I all too want to be a part of it. I too want to take a share of it, Lord. Do not leave me, O Lord. I also want it tonight. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When God's spirit is activated, it is not only in you. But to one who has a calling, the anointing not only works in you, there's something called 
two types of anointing one is the holy spirit in you but there is an outer anointing it flows out of you that's what ministry is about power is about it doesn't confine in you it start flowing when it flows it will touch the people outside of you come on it will touch the unbelievers your anointing will start manifesting in unbelieving husbands unbelieving wives unbelieving flat oh, hallelujah praise god wherever you go this anointing will start boom victory by the blood of jesus are you with me church tonight There is just, oh, you know, I was so amazed. Uh, another day I was speaking to an unbeliever who I've never seen through the phone for a, for, a, for a personal need. And the time that I met, he said, hey, I inquired of you. I mean, I, I saw you on the YouTube. I'm following you. I've listened to one of your sermons. Hallelujah. Just through a conversation through the phone. That is called the outer anointing. It doesn't stay. Even it will just flow out into the unbelievers. You might be taking a call the other day for somebody who is ministering outside. I was taking an office call and somebody was called call for a very office call started asking that person about Jesus. It's an outer anointing. Something inside of them. Hallelujah. Something, something, something. Hallelujah. Inside of Holy Spirit is so working inside that the other person, hallelujah, is uh, attracted to that grace, attracted to that Jesus inside. Hallelujah. That's called the outer anointing. It doesn't confine you. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit has worked, not jealousy and hallelujah. Oh, it's, it's not possible to work like that in that person's life. No, no, no. If you think like that, you are going to sit like that, an ordinary person. That anointing will never work in you. The Holy Spirit, the relationship with the Holy Spirit is the one who works through you like that. Call outer anointing. And the ministers minister under this anointing. And the anointing is activated. Even the unbelievers will start getting attracted. That's the anointing that we move in. That's the reason why many people outside, hallelujah. As a matter of fact, other day I understood that many people outside of this church are watching the service more religiously than the people inside the church. But I'm getting testimonies. I'm getting calls from people who have not spent time with because they're listening to the word. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, my spiritual father prophesied over me and said, God is going to raise up another group. Hallelujah. Not that... Uh, but you are ignored. But he said there is another group that God is going to raise up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
after that prophecy i started i started seeing hallelujah praise god not only from this state of karnataka from many other states people god is raising people up hallelujah to listen to the word of god haba ragamana sambhadara hallelujah varadara jarandara hudagavana siya other day while we were ministering last week we were praying together before the service and god showed me a map of india praise god because god is going to raise the people from other states hallelujah to serve the lord together come on parabara there is an outer anointing that will flow tonight how many of you want that kind of anointing to function forth in the name of jesus rabadiyas korothama dabarada rambara dhurhala varasiya angana samboikata kartave true to the prophecy oh dabara gala activate it tonight in the name of the lord by faith in jesus we cancel every plan and the hindrances tonight let us break forth into out of bozara out of the fortress amen the fortress is sometimes in your mind oh whether I, can i do it can this person do it it's in your mind sometimes a fortress tonight those mental strongholds be broken in the name of jesus hallelujah that is a level that pastor said the church of india is going to move forth hallelujah look at the scripture in genesis chapter 20 amen you can read it is speaking about abraham was walking through a country with his wife when he understood the king of the nation abimelech like sarah and wanted to be you know his wife and abraham lied and said she's my sister because she was a beautiful countenance and abraham was scared if i tell is my wife that the king will kill him to take uh, sarah as his wife so he said she's my sister it was half truth sarah was definitely half sister but it's half truth he did not say that she was my wife So Sarah was taken into the palace of Abimelech. Amen. Hallelujah. It's amazing. Somebody, you know, Pastor said it as a joke. Sometimes, you know, Sarah in the New Testament is considered as a, a good, good wife. You know, so he husband kept quiet and she didn't say a word. and somebody said it as a joke you know pastor said it as a joke you know sometimes when you call sara sare sare she will call back with all this limitations with all this lying habit she still called abraham lord and why why she why she had that kind of uh, grace because abraham also had a mutual respect sir sare 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 you call your wife sir she'll call you lord so mutual respect in marriage is good look at somebody and say mutual respect in marriage is good amen abraham told sarah if anyone ask you you should say that you are my sister you are my sister but god intervened in abimelech's dream at night and said don't touch that woman she is the prophet's wife amen that is the outer anointing praise the lord when the holy spirit works in you there is an outer anointing it went start ministering to somebody who was an unbeliever even in his dreams and visions come on for abraham's sake when god's presence is working in you his anointing is working in you hallelujah for your sake 
Hallelujah. See, that anointing is ministering to somebody who is outside. Who is an unbeliever. Amen. Just don't touch her. See, where the Spirit of God works like that, there are dreams also. Amen. Say, where the Spirit of God works, there's a realm of dreams that the Holy Spirit opened. When you move in an anointing, the Bible says, visions and dreams will be opened. Some people get only nightmares. Sometimes if people say, I see an accident in my nightmare. I see my husband or wife dying. Pastor, can I say amen to that? <laughs> no. One of the movies I watched long time back, one wife was coming into her room and saw a husband, you know, not moving and she started calling him and he was not moving, he was not moving. He, she hit, hit him and he was still not moving. And she thought, he's dead. She started screaming. She started screaming and running. And after three minutes, he said, what will I do? I didn't get a chance to buy the suitable dress for the funeral. <laughs> not like that. Not like that. That's not outer anointing. <laughs> Some people's anointing is like that. Their outer anointing is to make sure that something bad happens to somebody. No, no. That's not outer anointing. Satan can attack your dream. Satan can come speak to your dream. Just because uh, you need to learn to discern. Just because a bad dream comes to a believer. Does not make him a bad person. When a believer sees a nightmare, it doesn't mean that he's slave to the devil. Nor does when an unbeliever sees a dream, does not make him a believer. Abimelech had a dream, godly dream. Did not make him a believer. So you should learn to discern it. Amen. Abimelech did not even have a covenant relationship with God. But he got a dream because of Abraham's sake. So God can speak to unbelievers for your sake. Laban had a dream. Not to touch, say anything bad to Jacob. Hallelujah. So, if you don't discern it, Satan can harass you sometimes through a nightmare. But what is the Holy Spirit showing you that? Some people say, I see a dream of somebody dying or an accident happening. Or a woman hitting me. Is the Holy Spirit showing that you can get up in the morning and hit her back? No. When you see that dream, the Holy Spirit wants you to come under the blood of Jesus. Foresee. The Bible says, the man who foresee evil hides himself. Amen. When you foresee evil, you hide under the blood and you don't agree with that dream. You cancel that dream. Come on. Tonight, every wrong dream that you have seen against your family, against your future, against the church, I cancel it tonight in the blood name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. You don't agree it, you cancel it. You need to learn to cancel those dreams. When you see something negative, Especially somebody dying. Disagree with it. Only if you agree with it, you will empower it. So I'm not going to agree with it. 
I saw somebody years back in the coffin. I said, I'm not going to agree with that. Cancel it. That person is still alive. I remember years back as a young babe in the Lord, I see somebody losing a baby and I did not know what to do. So I kept quiet. The person lost the baby. I still remember sharing that with my pastor and he said, you should have cancelled it. God showed you to pray and to cancel it. Tonight, it's not about deja vu. It's about cancellation. Come on. It's not about hallelujah, any of those things. When you see something bad, not according to God's word, not according to the prayers that you made, cancel it in the name of Jesus. When you agree, you empower. Are you with me, church, tonight? Tonight, how many of you will have a Hallelujah, Holy Spirit freedom in your dreams that you can see godly dreaming, dreams and experiences and fatness of the anointing. Hallelujah, leading you. Amen. Praise God and breaking you out of the bondages of limitations. I pray that you will have dreams that will break you out of the limitations. Amen. Ask the Lord tonight. Come on. Hallelujah. Take a few more moments and say, Lord, give me dreams that will break me out of my bozara. Break me out of the sheep from bozara, from my fortresses, from my limitations. Are you getting this church tonight? Like in the mobile phone, certain applications, you know, before or certain things that show us up in your mobile phones, they say, click to agree if you agree. There's instructions when you open up an app. It says, you know, a lot of instructions says, click if you agree. Only if you agree, it will open up. Some of those dreams are not going to open up. The evil God, Satan sent. Hallelujah. You don't agree tonight in the name of the Lord. Wave your hands and say, I don't agree. May the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit fill my home, fill my work, fill my ministry, fill my business tonight. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Open your mouth and say, I'm a child of the living God. I'm a servant of God. Jesus is my Lord. Hallelujah. I am dynamically moving in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. No evil dream as the power over my life. Amen. Hallelujah. You have to say it. Every place and every plan of the devil which is against my family, my life and my wealth, I break it. I destroy it in the name of Jesus. Look at uh, Genesis 27. Abraham is called the first prophet in the Bible. You know, look at Genesis 27. Read it. Now, therefore, restore the man's wife for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you shall live. But if you do not restore her, know that you shall surely die, you and all who are yours. See, Spirit of God was telling Abimelech in the dream that Abraham is a prophet and you should pray for He should pray for you. Just think about the situation that Abimelech is in. Just a few minutes back, he saw him lying. And now God is saying he's a prophet. You should ask that liar to pray for me. Hallelujah. There is a disturbance coming from one of the mics. Hallelujah. He's saying, see, Abraham himself could have said, that's fine. Abraham himself would have said, see, I just lied a few minutes back. How will I pray now? You know, 
for Abimelech. Will God hear my prayer? If Abraham would have said that, the healing ministry would have been over. Nobody would have gotten healed. Abraham did not say that. Abraham said, you asked me to pray. I know I have lied, but you asked me to pray. I will pray. And Abimelech and all his family got healed. What am I trying to say tonight? Hallelujah. The anointing, number one. This will set you free tonight. The anointing operates through your identity in Christ Jesus and not through your character. It is who you are in Christ that causes the anointing to move. Come on. Hallelujah. Some of you might not be perfect tonight, but don't wait for your perfection for God to use you. Know who you are in Christ and you get into the flow. Amen. Hallelujah. If you have received the Spirit of God, Amen. If you've received Jesus Christ as the Lord and your Savior, and that is the identity in which you operate. Hallelujah. You have to get outside of that, you know, doubt, self-doubt tonight, whether God can use me, because I'm not that great. Many of you are looking into your character. Says, I just now, Abraham could have said, I just now lied. I'm selfish, I'm jealous. If you keep speaking like that, you don't feel the Holy Spirit. And you don't feel like the Holy Spirit freely and dynamically operating in your life. You always feel unworthy. Amen. So always see who you are in Christ. See your identity. Strengthen your identity. Anytime you think about ministering, the devil will immediately show all your weaknesses, all the reasons why you shouldn't minister. Just imagine. First of all, there are 100 people who said you shouldn't minister. And together with, if you are also going to talk, out, talk you out of that, hallelujah, at least have some love for yourself. Amen. Can this person heal? Can this person pray and heal? If you keep looking at yourself, you won't get into the flow. When you focus too much on yourself, you will not understand the move of the Holy Spirit. But every time that you step out for the Lord, you move, look to the Lord and to Jesus' face, to the person of the Lord, to the blood of Jesus Christ, and immediately the flow will come. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, Abraham lied. What did God tell Abimelech? Did God said he lied? No, God said he's my prophet. Sometimes your condition and your position are different. Your character and who you are and what is your calling is different. It is, you know, sometimes when you look at your character and look at who God says you are, there's a mismatch. It's a mismatch. You have a calling, but you have character. Well, you are, sometimes you say, oh, I'm not prayed that much. I'm not worshipped that much. Can God use me today? God does not use because of your character. It's because of who you are in Christ. Both are different. God stood by his position. God showed him his calling and not his character. Amen. Come on church tonight. Tonight, all those kind of thoughts that is stripping you, that is conquering you from walking in your calling. Tonight, may you be free in the name of Jesus tonight. Haraba, shikharaba, deba, See, what is the practical thing of getting into that flow? Many believers know that God has called them. Many ministers have prophesied over it. 
Many people know I have a healing ministry, I have a prophetic ministry. Or more God wants me to make a worship leader, an evangelist. But you have to look at yourself and say, I am not worthy. If you keep looking at yourself and say, I am not worthy. I don't think I can be that. Then you will never move. In this life or the next. In the calling of God. God does not call the qualified. He calls. Then he qualifies. He's perfecting those who are being sanctified. Or he's, sanctif- he's perfecting us. We're not perfected. He's perfecting us. God sees us perfect. Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So don't keep looking at how perfect you are. Devil always tries to lift up your inconsistency of your life. Inconsistencies and imperfections. And said, so, no. Many of you are sitting there at home. Not why? You are thinking that this is an elite group in the, on the stage. Maybe they might be more weak than you are. But they know who they are in Christ. Hallelujah. There are struggles in people's mind. When your inconsistencies is all that you see, you cannot flow in the spirit tonight. Oh, some of you are struggling with this thought. Hallelujah. Tonight, know that I'm a child of the living God. God called me a prophet. God called me, not what people said. God said, I'm going to be used by God. And when you step into that kind of an attitude and thought and faith, Hallelujah, there is something, Hallelujah, greater that will be about your life that you can see. You will see a greater life. Even your dreams, the level of your dreams will start changing. Your capacity will change. Some people I can't, some minister says I can't minister because the devil is always showing their shortcomings. Says when I get better, I will do the work of the Lord. This is the number one lie of the devil. Look at somebody and say that is the number one lie of the devil. This is the biggest lie of the enemy to limit you and to restrict you and keep in bozara. When I, some people say when I become better, I'll take baptism. <laughs> You'll never take baptism. You get to go through the waters of baptism. Get into that flow. See, we are not saying that character is not important. But the Bible says all those who have received Jesus Christ will go from glory to glory. It's a daily work of God inside of you. That is God's doing. When you get into that flow, you will see, hallelujah, that definitely His God is changing me from glory to glory. He's working in me. He's working in my character. But you can't work it in you. And you cannot stop yourself from being used for God because of your inconsistencies. You step into the flow, being used by God and you see, at the same time, God is working also in you. Are you getting this church? Or you will always say, when, I, when will I be good? Or somebody will always say, when will you be good? It's only when Jesus comes that you get the glorified body. But will you, don't minister till that time? The thought is a demonic trap. Amen. Hallelujah. Definitely God works, but that should not be a distraction if you want to flow in that anointing. Your weakness should not be a distraction. 
Tonight, how many of you say, Lord, irrespective of who you are and what I'm going through tonight, I'll be used by you, Lord. I will selflessly give myself. I will step onto the flow tonight. Hallelujah. Every, everything that is stopping and hindering your flow. Lord is releasing you out tonight in the name of the Lord. Pray, pray tonight. Feel the sweet presence of the Holy Spirit. Oh, moving in the hearts of the people tonight. Hallelujah. May the Holy Spirit himself give you that witness. Himself give you that assurance. Some of you are shutting yourself at home. Thinking about your weaknesses and all those things. May you break out of that light tonight in the name of the Lord. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Open your mouth and say, Victory by the blood of Jesus. See, when I look into myself, I will disqualify myself. But when I look to Jesus and my identity in Christ, you say, I'm qualified in Christ. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm a child of God. I'll get rid of the stinking thinking. Amen. And the anointing flows through your identity in Christ and not by your character. Your anointing flows because of your identity in Christ and not through your character. If you understand that, you'll be useful for God. Hallelujah. If you ever think that you can minister only after being perfect, then you have to declare this. I'm perfect in Christ Jesus. <laughs> Say, I'm perfect in Christ Jesus. Open your mouth and say, I'm perfect in Christ Jesus. Amen. Number two, how does this anointing flow? How are we going to get into the flow? God's anointing flows through your obedience and get quenched by your offense. Are you getting this church tonight? You can quench the anointing by your offense, but by your obedience, you can enter into abundance of fatness of the anointing. What does that mean? God told Abraham to pray for that women in the palace of Abimelech. Imagine Abraham who has been praying for a child for 25 years still don't have a child. And this man Abimelech who does not even have a covenant with God. Not the man who God has promised any promises. Now God is telling Abraham you pray for the Abimelech to have a child. How will you and I feel? He could have gotten offended. And as soon as he prayed, this guy, I mean all the women that became pregnant. How would you feel? The blessing that I've been praying for, i believing for, the sacrifices that I've made so that I can reach to this specific place. Some guy who came yesterday into, the, into God's life, <laughs> come on, he's getting it in a split second. Hallelujah. How will you and I feel? I would have felt offended with God. I would have at least had a big face for one month. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He could have said, I cannot obey you, Lord. I will not pray till you bless me first. He could have said that. He could have said, without getting my matter solved, I will not be useful for you. I am not going to take an inch. Some people are waiting for their 
things to get solved. Not that they don't want to be used by God. They're waiting for their dreams and their things. And then they'll take, I'll take that larger step. Tonight, that's a temptation to stop you from moving in the flow. Obey the Lord. Walk in the abundance. Obey the Lord. What the Holy Spirit is telling you, minister, minister. Be used, be used. A pastor is calling you to minister. Get out of your confinement. Step into the flow. And get into the abundance. It's not logic or intelligence. He obeyed God. And God did the miracle there. He acted. God reacted. Come on church tonight. If you act, God will react. Amen. Your anointing will flow in your obedience. Else you will get offended. With a... God with people. Pastor said once he had a back problem for years. And yeah, he was putting a belt and he would struggle to stand to two services to minister. And one old man came to pastor to pray for the same issue he had. And within seconds, within minutes he prayed, he got free and went. Pastor God was so upset. He said, how can I, I'm the one who stepped out for the Lord, served the Lord, declaring and praying healing and he got what about us? What about me? He said, instead of rejoicing over the testimony, he had sad over the testimony. <laughs> how many of you, how many of you, when you hear the testimonies, irritate you to the core? How many of you went to go to drink a glass of water when the testimonies come? Some <laughs> people after the testimony, you say, my day is gone. You know, after the testimony, you can see people online because they suddenly get distracted. Can this person have that testimony? What did I do, Lord, to not get my testimony and hear this? <laughs> See, he did not say that without healing me, I will not pray. He did not get offended. And there was a healing service happened. Come on. Some of the mightiest thing happened in obedience. Amen. A healing anointing flowed. Hallelujah. First time. Hallelujah. Such a mass healing. Come on. Let there be mass healings in our church tonight. Oh, through your life. Hallelujah. Don't sit faster to come and home and pray. You start praying for that sick person. Hallelujah. Let there be mighty healing and anointing there in the name of the Lord. In your part of the town. Come on. If you believe, put your hands together and say, Lord, I will obey you, Lord. Jesus. Anointing does not flow by logic. Your wisdom cannot stop the anointing. See, even people in Jesus' family got offended when his mother and brother and sister came to see him. He did not attend them. He said, who is my brother? Who is my mother? Who is my sister? One who hears the word and does the will. I mean, they initially got offended because Jesus was not attending to his own family. If he, Jesus, then waited to, you know, get them first and then minister to the world, the world would have suffered. If Jesus would say, I'll make, you know, my family first, get them right and if they respond to me, then I will see whether people outside will respond. He didn't wait for that. Even if they did not respond, he continued ministering. Come on church tonight. And later, most of them who was Jesus' brothers and sisters started serving the Lord. Amen. Eventually, in the later stage, 
after the pentecost god used james his half brother amen at that moment they were offended but jesus allowed the overflow look at somebody and say allow the overflow allow get into that flow allow the anointing to flow jesus obeyed what the father told him amen tonight is our chance for you to get into the overflow get into the flow of the spirit even when you have delays god ask you to pray for somebody else obey it it's chapter 22 after chapter 21st after abimelech got a child soon after 22nd chapter opens abraham himself stepping into the overflow come on hallelujah your chapter is hidden in the obedience come on your overflow is hallelujah come on holy spirit is telling somebody your flow is hidden your chapter is hidden in your obedience in the instruction hallelujah divariya dinavana hadagamana siyadara mara hadagamana sambariyadala tonight hallelujah step into the obediences of god smicked spectacles were our hero of faith raised up eight people from the dead he had a healing ministry but he himself suffered of kidney issues he would minister with great pain he would come in between the ministry would would cry in pain in the room and again go back and minister his own daughter who was deaf did not get healed through his ministry his wife died hallelujah but he could not get offended with god even one of his other children died he could not raise her but he did not get offended he continued ministry because of his obedience see people could be healed raised from the dead william seymour the called some the father of the pentecost movement in asusa street revival a man god used he understood that the holy spirit in filling was for our age the people pray should pray in tongues somebody asked him do you pray in tongues he said no it is not here but it's there in the bible that's why i minister it i don't have it here but i have it here so he said i minister and because of that azusa street fire the start of the pentecostal movement because one man was willing to preach about the infilling of the holy spirit preach praying in tongues and baptism of the holy spirit somebody obeyed the lord that means you are not the source of your anointing but you are just a channel the holy spirit flows through you you can stop it with your logic you can stop it with the wisdom that's why somebody say i need to take a break break or a break dancer over don't confine restrict sometimes devil says how can you preach how can you give something you don't have don't agree with that because you are not the source god is the source i gave a lot of marriage counseling before i got married but people got blessed because i told what the holy spirit told me to say hallelujah How can you pray for the sick people if you are not well? You know Bishop Wiley, you know man the man who I love and somebody who was 
you know, supposed to minister to us this year. But anyways, he said one of his experience where years back, when he had food poisoning and he was shut up in a hospital bedroom, he was telling pastor that many people came to recognizing he, that he's a man of God, he's a minister of the gospel, came and touched him and got healed. He got healed after a few days of treatment. <laughs> See, how will you explain this? While you are sick, somebody is getting healed by just touching you. Because you are just a channel. We don't understand everything. Hallelujah. We just allow the Holy Spirit to be a, I mean, us to be a channel for the Spirit of God. And God will do the miracle. Amen. Even tonight, who will do the miracle? God will do the miracle. Stop your logic. Stop, stop. You don't have a license tonight for your logic. Come on. That license is cancelled tonight. Allow the Holy Spirit to flow. Don't minister out of your experience. Minister out of the promises of God, which is in the word of God. Because the devil will use your situation and tell you, hey, you can't. You can't. Benny himself has said that he carried a heart problem for about so many years before he got healed. Hallelujah. Taking this word, every barrier shall be broken tonight. Number three, how do you get into the flow? The anointing operates through risk, but fear will make you lazy. Open your mouth and say, God's anointing works when I take a risk. One person got five talents. Another got two. Another got one. The person who got five took a risk and made another five. The person who took two took a risk and another two. The person who got one, the Bible says, third person who got scared and buried it. You are fearful, you will act lazy. Yes, something is, I'm not feeling, feeling to serve the Lord. This man was lazy. Matthew 25, when you read it. And Jesus said, at least you have put it in the bank and taken interest. Why do you tuck it in the flesh? Why do you dig it in the flesh? I mean, in the, in the ground. The fear will lead you to laziness. When was the last time God could use you? Some people can't do anything because of laziness. But when you operate in faith, there is a cutting edge. Abraham would said, I would pray for the sick. Hallelujah. Praise God. He could have said, I, I can't pray for the sick if I am not healed. But he did not talk himself out. He did not allow his Sarah to talk himself out of the will of God. Who is talking yourself out when God gave you a mandate? He could have said, if I pray and I go and get healed, I can get into the jail. I remember a brother of mine went to pray for somebody. After he prayed, the person died. <laughs> he could have said, I will not pray for another person again. <laughs> he continued to pray and through his life, demons were cast out and people got healed. Come on church tonight. Oh, Hallelujah. 
Pastor said when he bought the land to build cornerstone, so logic said not to buy it. He did not have any money. But his dream God gave him. In his dream, there was a cricket pitch. And when he stepped into that land, and when he was about to leave, he looked down and he suddenly saw himself standing in the cricket pitch in that mushy ground, in that muddy ground. Hallelujah. And suddenly he remembered his dream and said, Oh, that's the cricket pitch that I saw in my dream. And God said, buy this land. He took a risk. With no money, he took a risk. Risk will always pay off. Oh, come on church, tonight. Some of you have taken risk. Pastor said when he gifted his car, sold the first time, it was a risk. But second time he did it, he had more confidence. He knew God will release somebody think fresh. Oh, hallelujah. A man called Cruffalo Dollar, when he would, he would sow planes nowadays. But he said, I started with first sowing my old car. <laughs> Some of you start giving at least a pen you have somebody. You get more pens. <laughs> you have the confidence to give a, you know, scissor. Then a coat. Then a shirt. Then a car. Come on church tonight. Hallelujah. Pastor, till that time the word was good. <laughs> In Hebrews chapter 11, all the heroes of faith reached taking risks. Amen. The more risk, the more confidence in a relationship will, you'll have. Hallelujah. See, you don't risk copying somebody else. Just because somebody else took a risk of giving a car, God is, might not be asking you to do it. But God is asking you to take your own risks. Amen. You should not copy somebody else's. God might be intervening with you something else and said, Hey brother, don't give that car. Give your house. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you are looking at the watch. <laughs> I got another 10 minutes. See, because my risk will be different from your risk. But risk will always bring reward. There's a reward behind that risk. Everybody say, Hallelujah. <laughs> that is a better word than saying that I can't. Amen. Kenneth Copeland said, Either you shut up or you get in, speak what God said to say. Amen. I'm getting in a little more better part. Say hallelujah. <laughs> Number four, how do you get into the flow? If you honor the anointing in others, it will increase in you and will overflow. Amen. Learn to honor the anointing or feed on the anointing. What, does, what do I mean by that? Feed on the anointing. Rahab was a prostitute. But she heard from somewhere, God is doing amazing miracles for God's people. Israel, he split the Ritzi, he's 
releasing manna from heaven. He destroyed the armies of Pharaoh. He protected them in the wilderness. So she had a desire. I want to experience this God in my life. How will I do that? I want to move in that same anointing. How will I move that? She got an opportunity when the spies came to Jericho and she immediately pulled them in and said, you stay here. Stay in my house. She understood. This is my opportunity. She brought that servants of God in her home and the spies See, came into a house in Joshua chapter 2 she attracted the servants of God into a home see the, there was something that the spies made them decide to get into Rahab's house they found Rahab got into that house it was not a coincidence what you value and respect will come into your life. Come on. She valued that anointing upon that spy, upon the God of Israel, upon the, uh, those spies and upon, 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 you know, she was meditating on that. She was thinking about that. And what you meditate, what thing you keep thinking will come into your life. You know why some of the anointing does not come and pass through you to another person? Because the other person might not be as senior as you, but meditating. Might be a babe in the Lord. But see, Rahab is a babe in the Lord. But she got it. Samaritan woman was a babe. Just few hours, she spoke to the Lord. But she got what the disciples cannot catch and brought an entire city to the Lord. What you value and respect will come into your life. She attracted the servants of God into her house. The servants of God just... We need to get into this house. What made them do that? Because this woman who is honoring their anointing is there. Feed on the anointing. Read about the stories of the anointing. Meditate on the great works of God. I Telling the people who are coming, I'm seeing every week. Get up in the morning and don't do anything else. Read on the anointing. Feed on the anointing. Amen. Some people feed on gossip. Feed on the anointing, on the supernatural encounters. Don't feed on gossip. Don't feed on what's happening in somebody else's life. What has happened to that person? What has happened to this person? Why has that person, uh, you know, uh, left the group? That person changed the phone number, maybe. See, feel on the greatness of God. See, when you sit there and say, Alu Parota, Alu Parota, will your hunger get settled? You have to eat Alu Parota. <laughs> you need to take that food and eat. Same way, you need to feed on the word, not just reading or hearing. Afterwards, feed on it. Take it. Eat it. 
eat it chew it and you, when you feel it when you feel a feeling mm, now my stomach is full that's the time you know it that's yours how do you honor that anoint tonight you should not attack the anointing if god is using a man of god or a woman of god you should not attack king saul was trying to attack david after he was anointed and he lost it but after david was anointed he did not attack saul look at somebody and said do not attack anointings by david not doing it his anointing was sustained he did not speak about david when david did not speak about saul did you hear what he, did you did you hear what saul did see some of you are not loudly some of you are silently killing men of god what do you silently do god can hear it loudly Look at somebody else's ear and say, what do you silently? Speaking against the man of God. Typing in your phone. God can see it. Don't forget it. Did you hear it? <laughs> you should not destroy somebody else's ministry. You should not attack someone else's ministry. If you don't understand certain things, keep quiet. No need of comments. The servant of God is not right. The purse, the pitch is not right. I don't like the way she sings. Who asked you? Don't make unnecessary comments. other day pastor said pastor was speaking about a man of god and somebody got upset the man of god that you are speaking about have you gone to the google and read about him nothing great nothing good and pastor said you go and read proverbs every day one chapter each after 31st day think about yourself who wrote it solomon wrote it most of it so you don't read proverbs 31 you don't quote proverbs 31 Hallelujah. Are you getting this church tonight? Telling you how to get into the flow. Solomon had 700 wives and only 300 com 3000 concubines. David lied. I mean, Abraham lied. David committed adultery. He killed somebody. Does that mean pastor is saying, "Why oh, can't do all this to get into the flow?" Not at all. not at all that does not mean that you can do it what here we are speaking about how to get into the flow of the holy spirit you should not work in your character i mean you should not be more conscious about your character but be more conscious about the god who works in your character that's what i'm trying to tell you did you get that look at somebody and say did you get what pastor just said Don't focus on you working your character. Focus on God 
focus on getting into the flow and then god will work in your character oh if you understood that give a shout of praise shout of hallelujah come on hallelujah what i'm trying to say you get into the flow the god who works in you to his will and to his good pleasure the focus is on the lord if the focus is on you you will be in trouble just imagine samson mr samson comes to a church meeting how many of you will allow him to get your hand be laid upon by this man or oh, you say samson made a mistake he was lying on the lap of delilah many wrong things you don't want samson to lay hands on him this is samson is in petra church amen some of you sitting at home has to be here when samson comes because at least he needs to take the job on and give you one shot <laughs> see What am I trying to say tonight? If God is using, I'm asking you tonight not to attack Him. You better not comment. You be quiet and walk with God. Never curse whom God has blessed. Never touch the anointed of God. You have no idea, hallelujah, when God said, I will not allow you to touch my prophets and anointed to do harm. If somebody is doing it, God might give a chance and a time to repent it. Hallelujah. There might be a gap. God might give it. But God will not forget it. Pray for them but don't attack. Because you will lose your flow. I don't want to lose my flow. Attacking a man of God. How do you honor the anointing? Serve the anointing. Number two. Serve the anointing. Elijah served Elijah's anointing. Joshua stood with Moses and ministered. Support the anointing. Invest into the anointing. Even financially invest into the anointing. Hallelujah. When you do that, when God tells you to do that, something amazing will happen. Hallelujah. Pastor said, when you invest, you think yourself as like a trader. When you invest, you invest into a company which does not go bankrupt. When you invest, invest into good soil. People who have served the Lord over the years and have a, God has kept them. Hallelujah. Honor men of God. Honor the prophets of God. Honor the spiritual fathers and see what God can do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you buy a vehicle, you buy a vehicle that's in a good condition. You're not looking for spiritual fathers and see what God can do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When you buy a vehicle, you buy a vehicle that's in a good condition. You're not looking for anointing in someone. Hallelujah. If you're speaking from your heart tonight, you will get into the overflow of the anointings of God into the levels the Holy Spirit has kept. Amen. But for that, you need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You have to surrender to the will of God. Not strife, not fight with Him. Surrender, Lord. Here I am giving you, Lord. But if you only focus on character, character, character. Look at Jesus when He called the disciples. He told them to come and follow Him. 
when they started following Jesus, they got changed. That's how character changes. You follow Jesus, you get into the flow. Character will change. Amen. Everything will be alright. Read one more scripture and we'll close it. Galatians 5.16 I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. When you walk obeying the spirit, you will not. Says, Obey the Holy Spirit. Get into the flow. Then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Simple. Amen. You will not go behind that desire. Are you with me church tonight? When you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill that. You will walk in the overflow. You will walk in the overflow. Hallelujah. Tonight, let's close our eyes in prayer.